Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sporting 160EN podcast. This is podcast number 54, and uh, we got a pretty bad one today, guys. <laughs> uh, pretty sad one, to say the least. Uh, but let's go off to the panel, starting off with my boy Christian. How you doing, bro? Uh, been doing better. Uh, the circus is officially back in town, so... <laughs> Kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, <laughs> well said. And uh, we're also joined, of course, by Nando. Nando, how you doing, dude? Hey, man, listen, at least we get free tickets to the circus. Um, <laughs> fuck it, dude. It's, uh, boys, just just, just get ready. It's going to be a bumpy ride. We're used yeah. to it. Um, but like you said, man, it's going to be a hell of a, a hell of a vent fest, I'm, I'm assuming, here on today's podcast. Yeah, a lot to talk about, of course. Uh, we did miss the uh, game last week, but we'll briefly mention it. Um, so Spartan went to the Vesa last week and tied 1-1 against Boa Vista. Um, <clears throat> uh, goals coming from uh, Bruno Fernandes, um, our, our, you know, the only guy that knows how to score at Spartan. Um, our 11 was as followed. We had Renan Ribeiro in net, uh, Val Rosier uh, right back, Luis Neto uh, substituting the, uh, at the time, um, suspended Quatsch. With Mathieu and Borja uh, completing the defense, we had Wendell, Dumbia, uh, and Bruno Fernandes in midfield with Acuna, Plata, and Blasi. And it was also Lionel Pont's first game in charge. Um, and then, of course, we had cameos or substitutions of Jesse Rodriguez, Rafael Camacho, and Eduardo Enrique uh, towards the end of the game. Um, Christian, I'll start off with you. Um, your thoughts on that game? Yeah, it was started out obviously disastrously they scored a really nice free kick so we were down one nothing inside five minutes which is always tough especially on the road i mean after that the game we didn't really create uh, an ample amount of opportunities or anything like that bovista had their dangerous moments as well you know it it wasn't you know the most incredible game that we played i've seen us you know, play worse than that and scrape a result, but uh, it, it it really wasn't our game. I thought Balassi had his best of the three games that he's played for us and kind of gave all of us, you know, maybe like, oh, okay, maybe, uh, maybe Balassi, you know, maybe we actually, you know, got a good reinforcement. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's just a big goon and he, he's he's pretty useless. Also, not a center forward, and that's kind of really where he's going to play most, I, mean, I imagine, uh, especially if they want to stick with the 4-4-2. There, there literally isn't a second striker, so someone has to kind of invent to be in that spot. So they're just like, oh, he's big. He can hold it up, put him up there. So, it, it, I mean, I'll talk more about Balassi later because he's kind of one of the weirdest players I've ever seen in the sense that, like, he's known for, like, his incredible skill and, in, you know, taking guys on one-on-one or one-on-one. But at the same time, how can a player who, whose main, you know, threat is, you know, one-on-one dynamic also have, like, such a poor touch and such, yeah. like, poor coordination? It's, it's, he's like a, he's like a supercharged, like, more, like, he's like a slightly more coordinated, better foot skills, uh, Seydou Dumbia, honestly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, the same, like, big touches, the same, like, 
just constantly like, missing the net. Constantly, doesn't know how like, to control the ball. Like yeah. it seems like he's like constantly like out of control when he's running. So yeah, yeah I, I think he's probably a dud. But he got our hopes up this game. He played pretty well. He's pretty dangerous. Had a couple chances. Um, but yeah, I mean overall, not not a great performance. And and even on our goal, we were we were kind of lucky to to score off that deflection. So it, definitely one to forget. Yeah. And uh, I believe he, uh, Blasi won Man of the Match that game, right? Something like that? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was, yeah, like you said, it was a glimmer of hope. But anyways, uh, Nando, uh, what were your thoughts on the uh, on the Boa Vista game? And also on, um, um, actually, we'll discuss that later. But yeah, your, your thoughts on the Boa Vista game. Yeah, so unfortunately, I didn't get to watch um, this game. I watched some of it, not all of it. The other ones I didn't. We'll get to that in a second. But from what I watched and what I read and listened to, because I caught most of it on the radio, um, like we already discussed, you know, it was Lionel Pont's first game. The Sporting doesn't really have an identity. It looks like he's going to want to go with a 4-4-2. Um, he seems to have played pretty To pretty be fair, this, I mean, game, this game he did 4-4-3, to be fair. Was it a 4-4-3 to start? This game it was. The other two were 4-4-2. That's right. Yeah. You're right. Did he switch to 4-4-2 at all during the game, though, when he made the subs in? I felt like I saw them slightly play a little 4-4-2, but you're right. They did start 4-4-3 with Miguel Luis and Wendell Brunfernandes. Yeah, you're right. Um, he kind of played it safe, in my opinion, with, with Balazzi starting, um, you know, Vieto starting. Um kind of expected um rosier and everything like that i'm looking at the lineup right now um there's not much to, to be said about about the team for that game i mean we don't we we had no clue what his identity was going to be going into the game it was just kind of like let's hope that a change of coach and a change of you know uh air would would do well for Spartan. but more of the same they didn't really play well a lot in the game they they seemed a little lost uh, they got lucky on their goal that the deflection off of Bruno Fernandes um, towards the end. Bruno Fernandes obviously gets gets the red card and then the whole thing in the, in the locker room. Um, but I don't think Sporting showed much promise. I think Christian kind of talked a little bit uh, to me. Balazzi showed a little bit of, of intrigue, um, but he's kind of an enigma. Um, you know, the other games he's he's been kind of up and down. Um, let's see here. They had. I'm trying to look at the stats for the game because I just had it pulled up. I mean, we had two more shots than than Bovista. Um, we had more possession, but that was kind of for nothing because we didn't really create much. It, it was kind of like one of those awkward games, guys. You know, there, there was nothing there that that really in, was um, enthusiastic to watch. I think Bovista played the better game. They played at home. They took care of business. Got at least a point. And Sporting once again just looked a little lost and in search of an identity that that wasn't there. So, yeah, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then quickly, just uh, just to brush up on. And it, I apologize um, a little bit. I I realized that I kind of messed up on one of the two players. I have both the Bovista game up, and the um, and the PSV game up. So I apologize with the Miguel Luis comment there because obviously he didn't start that game against. Oh, it's all good. It's all Bovista. good. Um, one thing that we that we uh, have to mention as well was uh, Bruno Fernandes getting a red card this game, which is the reason why he didn't play against Family Count. Um, let me just uh, screen share right now. Boom. Don't judge me on uh, watching the Joe Budden podcast. People listening at home, it's a pretty good podcast. <laughs> um, but here it is. Here's the red card from this tackle there. Pretty brash tackle. I'd give it a yellow as well. Um, my biggest issue really is uh, it'll show in a second. Do they show the first yellow? Yeah. Yeah. They'll show it in a second. This is clear, clear yellow. The second yellow comes, uh, should show right now. Right now, yeah. 
So Acuna's pushing the guy over. A foul on Acuna, I'd agree. Uh, but then, you know, he goes over to talk to the linesman and that gives him a yellow. Like, I don't know, guys. You tell me. Uh, was was he justified to get sent off this game? What do you? How do you feel? So the first the first yellow was was the uh, linesman talk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we don't know we don't know minutes. what he says, right? So that's kind the of the ref like, doesn't know either. To be fair, look how no, far away. That's what I'm saying. So like we we have to assume one of two things, right? That either he says some fucked up shit, and and that that you know official there just said that's that. Um, I mean, we, you know what what can we do? We've seen we've seen that happen before. It could be a stretch, you know. We we could sit here and, and just assume that he says some bad stuff, and we have to take it for what it is, right? We don't know what he says. The you says the ref don't even know what he says. So like, does anybody have any idea of what the hell he said? No. All, I know, all I know is that I've seen him get in a ref's face about ten times worse than that. Yeah, yeah. he's I mean, actually been been a lot more aggressive this year than he even that's was. That's like last the least year. aggressive exactly. that I've seen him. You know, yeah. see, he like that. He's more that. aggressive. Yeah, he's you're right. So maybe the, the ref, yeah. maybe maybe it's a reach. Then you know, maybe maybe that official is trying to like show him up and kind of you know take a stand and and limit that. Because see his reaction to that to that uh, foul, which is a dirty foul, which deserves. A yellow. A yellow, yeah. Um, that's the typical Bruno Fernandes that we usually see. Very animated, very, very clearly upset. You know, that's, I don't know. The, the second one obviously deserves a yellow. But that first one, it's a reach maybe. Yeah. And then another thing that came from this is him, um, damn, I, I should have had the video up already, um, but was him uh, destroying doors uh, at the at the VESA. Not destroying doors, but he was kicking, a, he, he kicked in a few doors. Um so, uh, so Christian, um, is it a big deal that that, that happened? I, I've seen a lot of like um, the the three with attacks and all the other media's in in Portugal really analyzing Bruno Fernandes' frustration. <laughs> but I mean, the players the players frustrated, right? Like, is is that such a big deal that it has to be, or or what do you think? No, I don't even understand how that video came out because I've never even seen an inside the tunnel. That's video the key like right that. there. Uh, it had to have been Bovista leaked it, I guess. Why is shit like that always being leaked on Spartan, though? And m- maybe, I mean, Bruno Fernandes is a Bovista, is a player originally. I mean, that's yeah, where he came he, from. Their schools. Yeah, it's his, that's his club that he you know grew up at. So maybe they were you know pissed about that. But I mean, you're telling me that Moregas never got sent off and like punched a wall before because I don't believe that for one second. Like. Or, you know, insert other hothead maniac here. You know, like, it's it's definitely not the first time that's ever happened, but it's definitely the first time I've ever seen the internal video of it happening from, like, the stadium security camera. Yeah. I yeah, actually I think right that here. the best part about that, maybe we'll talk about that um, you almost later, shit. but it's it was the the, uh, the ending where we see Verandas and Viana just chilling. Yeah. That's probably uh, the best part. Yeah, I, don't mind it. It. I don't care. He almost I don't care shit. a damn thing that he's pissed. He did. Off. He almost fell right there. <laughs> the floor, that floor, like tile floor, is slippery if you have cleats. Exactly, and he's wearing cleats too. Like my favorite part is Pauline, just in the middle, just watching all this shit. You know, <laughs> look at this guy. <laughs> like honestly, yeah, man, I could give a damn about what what he did or what he said there. Like whatever. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like that's uh, reaching, think- bro. That's reaching. That's that's coming out here. You telling me. Like, over the years, we can count the amount of times that shit like this has come out on Porto and Benfica. 
There's a reason yeah, why he comes out on Sporting. It's easy. Sporting is an easy target. That's an easy subject. Now it's like look at look at your golden boy. Look look at his hot headedness. Look look at who he is. Like let's start showing that side of him. Like it's a bullshit. I don't give a shit. It's a not it's a non story to me, man. Yeah, I agree. I don't think um, anyone needed that video to know that Bruno Fernandes is already a hot head. Like <laughs> we've all seen video from in the games that we know that he's a, I'd say probably half his yellows are from yelling at the ref. More than half. I mean, last year I'm pretty sure he he um when he he missed that one game was because he was yelling at the ref and he accumulated ten yellows or whatever it was. Yeah, like, yeah. That, I mean, probably six yeah, of the them majority, were yelling at the ref. Yeah, exactly. Majority of his cards come from yelling. Now, again, going back to the red card, was it justified? No, but uh, I mean, he has to also. Uh, people people criticize Aquinia for this all the time, and um, I think Fernandez also needs to hear this. Is like he he also needs to calm down. I guess like. He has a target on his back. The the referees won't. Uh, I guess they won't forgive him for it. The same way they won't forgive um, the the um, Acuna for for yelling or for being a hot headed. You know. Um. So he, he. I mean, to be a captain, you gotta fucking know when when to choose your battles. You know. And I think. Uh, I think the um the, the foul on the foul that was given to Acuna wasn't one of the ones that he should have been yelling at a linesman for. But at the same time, like. I don't think that deserved the yellow anyways. It's also worth noting that Bruno Fernandes got fouled 11 times, and yeah. only one of the players got, I think only one got a yellow, the one that obviously stopped the counterattack. So the guy's getting hacked the whole game. He's they're, they're, he's trying to go for the win. He kind of comes in late. The guy exaggerates it, obviously, and, I mean, he's instantly given a card, and he already has a yellow for kind of a bullshit reason. So it's just not even-handed officiating in terms of, like, the criteria. It's inconsistent. Yeah, yeah exactly. Honestly, and and this whole drama thing, all that needed to be done was uh, find the player, you know, for, for for or make him pay for the fucking doors if he broke anything or whatever, and I, that's it. I doubt he even broke the door. I doubt, too. I doubt it, too. I mean, he's fucking falling anyway, so. Um, but anyways, um, unless anybody else has more to say about that game, I guess we'll move on to uh, the Europa League game against PSV Eindhoven, um, where Sporting lost 3-2. Um, a, a, a tight game, I guess you can say. I think a better disputed game out of the three. Um, but let me go through the uh, the lineups. We have Renan Ribeiro in net, Val Rosier, Quach, Neto, and Acuña in defense. We played a 4-4-2 this game, a 4-4-2 narrow with Wendell, Dumbia, Miguel Luiz, and Bruno Fernandes in midfield, and Vieto and Blasi up top. Um, uh, Christian, what are your what were your thoughts on this game? And uh, the the first of um, of the two own goals from Sebastian Quach this week. Um, what's your what were your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I mean, we came out uh, pretty hot. I mean, I thought that, you know, we, we came to play in the first 20 minutes and we we, uh, we dominated them, clearly looked like the better side. And then kind of against the run of play, PSV really got forward for the first time and, uh, and scored on a nice shot. So it was kind of deflating in that sense that, you know, that, that they were able to score on, you know, one shot when we had dominated the play, and then if I'm not mistaken, the second goal came shortly after that. So we were we were down two nothing at half, correct? Or we down two one because yeah. the PK right before two one, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I mean, they they pretty much had like it was like three shots, two goals, um, you know, and it, it was it seemed like an unjust result. And then obvious PK on Balassi right before half, 
Um, you know, the guy doesn't get near the ball, takes him out. It's just a no-brainer. Um, and so, you know, to get the PK back and, you know, to be back in the game before half, you know, I felt like we could at least, you know, maybe scrape a point out of this game. Um, there Overall, there really wasn't a whole lot of defense being played by either teams. It was really free-flowing and, and attacking going both ways. Um, PSV, they had that 18-year-old winger, um, Iataran, right, I believe his name is? Iataran? Um, uh, yeah, something like was, that. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was impressed with him. He's he's good. Um, Bruma's Even good. the striker, Daniel Mallon, or whatever good. his name is. Yeah, he yeah. plays for the Dutch national team now. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean they have a. I actually that, never heard of him until. That's uh... a very good, uh, you know, attacking trio there. Um, so yeah, I mean they they cause problems for us, uh, the whole game, and you know. It, it, this game could have ended, you know, like 6-5 in either direction. It was that type of game. So, you know, obviously it was disappointing to not get, you know, a result out of it or, or any points um, because, I mean, this is one of the better teams in the group, you have to imagine. And, you know, going on the road to, you know, theoretically the best team in the group or the, the second best team in the group is in getting a point. You know, it's not the worst result ever, but, you know, you know, playing a, a decent game, creating plenty of chances, more chances than we've created in, I would say, any game this season easily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not getting anything from it is is unfortunate. Uh, you know, at times Bruno Fernandes was trying to do too much and it was kind of pissing me off. Um but, you know, he, he did play a good game overall. Um, Miguel Luis, uh, you know, I, I think that it was, I mean, it was very apparent yesterday, but the, like, the left side of a diamond narrow midfield is not not his position. He doesn't really know what to do. He doesn't really, like, he's not, he does not quite have the quality. He doesn't know what to do in that spot. And, you know, he was very poor in this game. Um, and then he was super poor yesterday probably one of the, the the worst players out there and he did miss like a sitter from yeah. three yards out on an open goal um so that would have i believe tied the game at that point so oh, i was even thinking even earlier oh uh you're talking about psv yeah i'm talking about psv uh, oh he, he missed he missed an oh he missed he, he tried a, to chip the goal yesterday or something yeah that i mean they're <laughs> That fin- that finish was very poor as well, and, Horrible, and yeah. you know, truly not that hard of a finish. Um, but the one against PSV was even worse because there's literally no one in the goal. But yeah. yeah, I mean, no one played that great. Velasquez was, you know, pretty poor. Um, Vieto was horrible. Miguel Luis was bad. Dumbia is lost. Wendell's in, you know, relatively poor form. I mean, Netu, honestly, Netu was probably one of the better players out there. Um, but, yeah, other than that, Rozier was exposed defensively all game, getting put in the blender. Um, so, I mean, like I said, it could have been 5-4, 4-3, either direction. Um, yeah, it sucked to, to not get any points out of that game, and it just added on to, like, the, the you know, the, the, the you know, like the dissatisfaction within our ranks, you know, not getting yeah. a result. And then the classic, you know, you know, we lost with dignity type of shit. And it's like, <laughs> oh, man, we've been here before so many times. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nando, what are your thoughts on uh, the PSV game? Um, again, I think Christian nailed a lot of that. I think a lot of, a, a lot of players look like shit. 
Um, I'm I'm starting to get really annoyed at Wendell, to be quite honest with you guys. Um, you know, we could talk about that a little bit, but I think he's starting to turn. I wouldn't say bust, but I don't know. Something about him is just really annoying me. He seems like he's going all out, getting real tired early in the game, and then that's it. You know, he he just busts for the rest of the game. Um, one thing, well, two things. Two things I want to take away from the game, man, because I think Christian just analyzed it really well. Um, that constellation bullshit, like Lionel Ponce, like we lost with dignity shits. I fucking hate that. Okay. That is like the most sporting thing out of all the things that we talk about. That's got to be top three most sporting thing that is why we're here. It's that constant, you know, acceptance that, hey, man, look, we sh- we, sh- we were expected to lose, but we didn't lose poorly. You know, we, 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 sh- we lost with our head high. No, fuck off. You lost. Um, and that's that. So enough of that bull. Um, and two, it just the thing I think we're all going to f- agree on. Pedro Mins, right? So comes in, scores a goal, has the perfect uh, debut, and we're all left scratching our heads, wondering like, why is this guy not part of the uh, of the you know the primary squad for the Liga? At least he's out through Christmas. Um, but he showed promise. He showed exactly what kind of striker we need. That doesn't mean he's going to go out to be a a you know top guy in this league or anywhere else, but. He showed the promise that we've expected from him. He showed the things that we were hoping to see and we were hoping Sporting would, would gain with his uh, coming into the game. Um, so my positive is him, um, a little bit of Luis Neto. Um, but other than that, no, we, it was a waste. It was just another bad performance. And um, I don't care if we lost 3-2. I, I I guess I'd rather have lost 3-0 to zero for, all, for all I care because maybe that would have put, you know, Varandas more on the hot seat. So fuck it. Yeah, um, my my the only thing with this game, like like Christian said, we we started off well, and then once they scored that goal, it was sort of it was game done right there. I feel like we lost our heads a bit. Um, this team no longer looks like a team um, that once you like once they suffer the goal, that's it. Their heads are gone. We we seen that the same thing we seen in Boa Vista when it was one nothing for Boa Vista. Even early on, I I didn't really have much. Um, much faith in Spartan coming back. Um, uh, yeah, and and uh, really, uh, like you mentioned, and it's one of the most frustrating things is is the Pedro Menge, uh situation because as we see now, he scored a fucking banger, Edder esque, if I might say it so myself. He reminded me of that Edder goal back in the Euros, um, but. For for whatever odd reason, and I see the the the, the administration already trying to blame it on Kaiser. Um, he's not he's not registered in the league, which is just beyond me. It's another one of these. Uh, last year, I was constantly harping up about about Demiral, where you know anybody that's been watching Sporting in the last uh, like let's say last two years now or last three years would know about Demiral from the B team. Yet they never gave him a gave him a chance, and we sold him for peanuts to. Uh, uh, to the Turkish team. And and Pedro Mench can very well be next. I mean, we already done the same with Jelson Dalla. Pedro Mench can, like I was saying, very well be next, where I don't understand how he didn't get a preseason at all. Um, I mean, I guess in that case, you can blame it on Kaiser. But seeing as Kaiser was sacked the day after deadline day, I don't think Spartan's administration made that decision the day of. I'm pretty sure they went on to transfer deadline already knowing Kaiser's out. So, with that being said, why didn't you put this kid in? Especially knowing Luis Philippe was injured. And especially knowing that you only had really one striker. Because all the three players you signed 
whether you want to admit it or not, are, are their best seasons came from the wings. For most of their careers, they played on the wings. Belasi, I think, has played a, a few times uh, as a striker um, back in England. I, I, I don't really remember him playing as a striker at Crystal Palace, I'll tell you that. Maybe I missed a few games of him playing as a striker at Everton or Aston Villa or whatever, but he, he, he's a winger. So, uh, again, just going back to that point, I don't understand how, how anybody... How nobody, no one at the like no no one at this administration is thinking like, oh, let's put in Pedro Mendes, even if he doesn't play as a fucking safety net, because he's not a kid from from the academy, so it's not like like we have to register him. You know what I mean? Like we joke around with them play with uh, with saying Verendes is playing football manager, but even in that case, in those cases, he he he's fucking up on that. Because in those cases, you would like fuck. When I'm playing football manager, I know. Uh, what academy players I I do and don't have to fucking register that can still play. You know what I mean? So Varendes is showing that he's he's even he's he's just as shit at football manager as he is as as, a, as president of Sporting. Um. Anyways, going to uh, uh, there's not really a lot of talking points in this game. Like you said, the penalty is a clear penalty. We lost our heads on this corner. I'll, I'll uh, um, you know, on on the corner leading to the PSV goal. You know, Pedro Minj sort of had a solo by himself. But aside from that, um, man, uh, we had we had three substitutions, one of, two of them coming in the last 10 minutes of the game, uh, which is something that frustrated the hell out of me. Um, yeah, I don't know, guys. Take it away. I, I, I don't know really what else to say about, about PSV. Um, the Quat's own goal was was reminiscent of the own goal he scored today or yesterday, I should say, against Family Um Yeah. Um, so what do you what are you searching up here, uh, Christian? Oh, how many times he's played as a as a striker? I think he has a muted Arsenal. Oh. So yeah, the, I mean, the last time he really played cons- even slightly consistently as a striker <laughs> was this season, 2016-17, um, and then he tore his ACL, and that was it. And so, even then, he had more games on the wing than he did as a striker. Yeah, he, he had, had a couple- one assist on the on as a as a center forward. He had a goal and an assist on the wing. So yeah, and everything else is is all is all uh, wing, and then for us, he's playing center forward. Yeah couple games sprinkled in here there these are also like <laughs> yeah i mean it's been it's been a while that's the point i mean the guy's not a you know natural striker yeah and th- and this was this was like the uh this was like you know when you know all the videos that we see of him like you know doing like snake reverse snakes and shit like that was the balassi of 2016 17 like that's not the balassi anymore who can like barely dribble <laughs> Exactly, and even when he does dribble, he's just—he looks funny doing it. Yeah, I, I don't know how he's just so effective. I guess it's like that big, like that big body of his or something. But yeah, he just, just a goofy too. dude. Man. Yeah, I mean, listen, I like his attitude. Don't get me wrong, and and I'm really pulling for, out of all the signings we've had. I'm really pulling for Balassi to be like a fan favorite. Um, but uh, it's just—it doesn't look good, man. It doesn't look good at all. Um, 
I thought Jovan Cabral had a had a decent appearance. His little... Yeah, he did. He hadn't played in a long time, and he actually looked pretty pretty um, pretty dangerous. So yeah, I mean, he was a positive. Um, and then then he he played all right yesterday when he came in. Um, I, I mean, at least he's getting chances. I mean, I guess we don't have that to complain about. Uh, but I mean, yeah, that PSV game. Um, I mean, that was his first game, and you know what, like since the end of last season. Uh, yeah. or I guess technically since, you know, a couple of preseason cameos, but he hasn't played any meaningful games this season so far. So it, it's been a while. So, I mean, I'm glad that he's, you know, he's fit. He plays, you know, and it's, it's kind of rare that it works out like that. You know, young player gets hurt and it's usually like, you know, I, w- I would have expected we would have waited till like December to see him again. So pleasantly surprised by him, you know, getting right back in the squad once he's fit again. Um, but yeah, you know. Nothing, nothing you can do about that. And then he also played uh, when he came in yesterday. He was playing like up top with with Balassi as like a as like a second striker. He took out Vieto for no reason, yeah. by the way. So yeah. when he came in yesterday, it was like Jovan is not a, a striker. <laughs> no, he, he's very much a winger. So you have two uh-huh. wingers playing up top in a four four two with no outside mids, like a super. Uh, compact diamonds, so there's really no wingers. So I mean, yeah, just not not playing to his strengths is, is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean that's really all I have to say about PSV. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Or uh, I mean, I have a prediction. I don't think we're gonna get out of the group. Wow, that's bold. I think we will, but I, I really only think it's because uh, we're about to sign a new manager by the name of Jose Marino. <laughs> <laughs> it's a joke. Uh, you, and listen, I, I wouldn't. Uh, it wouldn't shock me at this point. It's like, what are we? Getting? That would be that would be the most like, I, maybe the most sporting thing to freaking do. Like, if we sign Mourinho, and then it's like you leave your head scratching, like, so where did the money come from? So where is these concerns? So yeah, why no. didn't we do this earlier? No, we we won't sign Mourinho. Oh, he won't take this yeah. job either. No. He's been picky, waiting for the right one. I exactly. think he's gonna get the Real Madrid one very soon. So or or even back to United. Yeah, but. and he makes like seventeen mil a year. So back to Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't even that wouldn't even surprise me there. But no. He just recycles clubs now. I think I think Spartan's about to get Frankie Verkouten back. This is about to be a two thousand and thirteen all over again. If we could bring Gudinu Lops or Ben Gurt back as like some uh, uh like uh assistants and shit, you know what I'm saying? I mean I low key think Gudinu Lops is back in the club, you know? They just don't want to admit to it. But uh <laughs> but hey. But hey. I mean his old team is back. Why wouldn't he be back, right? Um yeah, man. Anyways, um, we'll move on to the game last night, the the Family Kelm game. Then, um, uh, let me uh, quickly look up the lineup. So it was another four four two. We had Renan Ribeiro in net, Val Rosier, uh, Quach, Mathieu, and Acuna defense. A weird midfield uh, of Dumbia, Bataglia, Miguel Luiz, and Wendel as uh, Bruno weird. Fernandes looked on on the side on the sidelines. He was suspended. And then we had Bulasi and Vieto up top with substitutions of only two, two, only two substitutions for whatever reason. We had Jovan Cabral coming in for Vieto. And we had Jesse Rodriguez coming in for Bataglia. Uh, Nando, I'll, I'll start it off with you. What did yep. you think of the game yesterday? 
Um, I'll st- well, it's, not just, it's just the culmination of the shit show. The official um, circus is back. Like, you talked about that weird-ass midfield, right? But the idea who hasn't played in forever, um, you know, he's got to get some time, uh, get some play time at some point. Uh, you would think that he would slowly be brought in with, you know, some subs or late subs. But nope, he went ahead and started him right off the bat. Um, I'm over Dumbia, uh, Miguel Luis. Like, there's nothing really, truly offensive about that that midfield other than maybe, maybe Wendell, right? Everybody else is, is very possess- possession-oriented, defensive-minded. I mean, Batalla and Dumbia are pretty much the same position. Uh, Miguel Luis, I'm not quite sure yet of how of what spot he fits in on that on that midfield. Um, he's like a weird mix between like, should he be in those, you know, that, that six spot or maybe, a, a a Wendell spot, if you will, but, but I'm not sold on him. Um, so, so the midfield right off the bat, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Um, the defense I'm fine with. I mean, that that's, it is what it is. Then as we're all going to talk about, then the, the biggest shock of the night is the substitution of Yeto. Yeah. Like if that, so the coach says, that that or that the fans influenced how negatively the team played thereafter. That's what coach says, right? So coach says that. Well, no shit, right? He gets subbed while he's clearly the best man on the field. Forget the goal he scored, which is a golazo. He had great one-on-one runs. He had great, you know, moments during the game where he was active, you know, active throughout the game trying. And then you sub him out, 60th minute. Um, at a time where the game is what, 1-1? Yep. Yep. yep, 1-1. That's what you're showing right now. So you bring in Giovanni Cabral, who's not gotten a lot of minutes. I mean, the PSV game, he had minutes. Um, but you can't do that. You just simply can't do that. And that completely just is the icing on top of the cake. I mean, I don't think Sporting really created many opportunities after that, if, if really any clear opportunities after that. Um, we lost at home, guys. To Fumalicon. I don't Two give games it. in a row. We don't. I mean, yeah. we used to not really lose games at home. We lost. I don't. Yeah, Even dude, last I season, we didn't. I don't lose give a damn if Fumalicon's in first place. I'm sorry, bro. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, they're not a good enough team. Uh, I mean, Guys, listen, don't disrespect the Fumalicon, but like, yeah. At what point? <laughs> what? And then the second half, they dominated. I mean, I'm pretty. I I watched a tad bit, and weren't, didn't they dominate the whole second half essentially? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even clear. Like, I think we all, from what I read on Twitter, from what I heard on the radio, like, they went after it the second half. Yeah. They had much better. I mean, we, the yeah. Kawhi like Gold said, is, a, is another unfortunate goal. situation. It's, it's like the perfect culmination of just how sporty season been, right? About how his season has been. So I don't, like, I could care less. He, he, you know, obviously, I wish he didn't do that. He did it. It happened. Whatever. But Sporty was already playing like crap throughout that whole second half. They wanted that. That two to one more than Sparta did, and sure enough, they went into the Alvalade and took it. Embarrassing result, horrific result. Um, nothing else to say. That's pathetic. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Christian, how about you? I mean, yeah, I mean, we didn't really. This is. I mean, yeah, this is what I was talking about. You gotta right? hit the target. Confuse the. Uh, yeah, confuse the game. But yeah, this even even his uh, his like control of it was a little weird. I mean. Oh, I skipped too forward. Like even here, like you could have passed the ball there. You, you there's so many things you could have done. Anyways, yeah, sorry. I mean, to me, the whole Miguel Luis thing is I think Ponce knows him from playing in the U23s. But it's like of all of the like 
kind of un unproven, you know, under 23s to get the chance. Like, the one who finally gets the chance is Miguel Luis. Yeah. And it's not to say that he's a bad player, but it's like, for me, it's like, I don't think he's better than Daniel Braganza. Like, nope. of all the ones to get a chance, it's him. Yeah. And, I mean, he, I, I'm just not a huge fan of his, especially when he's playing, like, wide left in a diamond midfield. Like, I just don't think that that's a, a position that he's going to take advantage of, as well as Dumbia playing, like, out on the right in that diamond. It's like... Yeah, Dumbia was attacking a lot clu- yesterday, which clueless. was super weird exactly. to me. It was a terrible... It was a terrible midfield. Like... Yeah. Like, and Bataglia, he started out okay, but as the game went on, he started to lose it. He started to, you know, be slow, take extra touches, get himself into trouble dribbling... And, you know, he really needed a sub. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if the plan was him to, for him to go the full 90 minutes, but, like, he looked like a guy that hadn't played in 11 months. And by the end of it, it was like, oh, God, like, we got to get this guy out of here. Um, and, I mean, Dumbia, Miguel Luis, and the Taglia is just not, you know, a midfield of a team that is going to generate much offense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just disappointing. Like, and I mean, I, I'm glad that Miguel Luis got his chance, but I mean, you, he can't play. He can't keep playing going forward. I mean, he's not good enough to start. I mean, maybe he will play on Thursday because it's a a League Cup game. But I mean, I I just haven't seen enough. I I thought he's been poor in both of his games so far. Yeah, you brought up Daniel Braganza. I'll even bring up a guy that's still on the team or who's in the uh, under 23s, uh, Tomas Silva, who I think even deserves a, a, a more of a chance than he does. And more attacking, yeah. dynamic, the player. Exactly. Um, yeah, man. Another. Let me just rewind it here because uh, I, that uh, defense I, was just left watching. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, knew what to for, do. Matthew, Matthew was really bad. Yes. Exactly. I was going to say, for as much slack as Quach is getting and deserved, um, Matthew yesterday was just as bad, uh, if not worse. Um, this part here, you see how Quach kind of fumbled this? I bet if it was uh, if it was Spartans, then he would have fucking scored that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, uh, I agree. I agree with everything that was said. Um, fuck, I had a point somewhere here. This def- this defense was just horrible uh, for this goal here. Yeah, so Wendell what? loses the ball earlier, which um, I mean I get it. Oh, it doesn't show. I get it, but I mean he he passed it on the opponent's half. Um, but then here it's just ball watching. Bataglia ball watching. Quatch ball watching. Matthew ball watching. Aquinha ball watching. Like half-ass tackles putting in. Um, like everybody's scared to get the leg in. Y- yeah, man. Like listen, George Zuz was never a great the defensive coach uh especially tactically but you gotta tackle the guy right there outside the i don't under, yeah i don't understand how how we're even worse than than the george zuz era or or fuck man like you can't this let defending him is horrible. Like inside the box and then that's when they really took over like family counts cc right there he got lucky man that was another run from just the other side and matthew's staring yeah, and and there's another thing too with Renan. He he does not know how to fucking grab a ball. There was a there was um a chance earlier in the first half where it was a shot straight at him. He parries it away right to the feet of a family count player. Yeah, that and, was bad. Like horrible. This defense needs to sort itself out. I'm I'm not sure if Acuna is the right guy to play left back. As much as I like him at left back, maybe play Borja 
and play Borja Acuna on the wing. Borja hasn't played that well this season. Though. He hasn't, but at least with Acuna on the wing, he can he can come back and help. You know what I mean? He's a, hell of a really... lot more more better offensively than a Dumbia or a Miguel Luis. For sure. For sure. And then in terms of Bataglia, which, again, he's getting fucking caught out. I don't understand how, how Lino Ponce looks at this game, tries to un- or understands this game, or looks at it in any way, and thinks Vieto should be the, my first substitution and not Bataglia. Or not even Miguel Luis, who was on a yellow at the time. Uh, like, it's... it's it's baffling. And then, you know, we had no spark going forward. No wonder we were just conceding so many chances. Like, look at this team. They look defeated. Look at them. They just stand around looking at each other. It's it's so fucking bad. So fucking bad. Like, I don't I don't understand how much, how, really, how much of a difference does Blue Fringe make in terms of leadership. And then this is just, it's identical to the PSV goal. Identical. It, it's bad. I mean, Quach in his Spartan career has five own goals now. Um, he scored finish. more. It is a great finish. That's outside the boot and everything. Jeez. He has uh, Quach has five own goals against Spartan. Jonas only scored one goal against Spartan. So you know, Jonas Elma Merda. Um, I was I was I also read a tweet today. I think it was Sam that said it. I can't remember now. Um, that said. Uh, for, for our next game, we should have uh, Quach play up top and just tell him to defend, and he'll score us a bunch of goals. <laughs> um, he had yeah. a chance at the end of the game to uh, redeem. He, you know how he had a bike, or and he like always does like the bike, and it never works. Yeah, and then he did one earlier in the game, and then that was the chance for him to do the bike again. And he tried to, like, weirdly just kick it without doing the bike. And it was just a very tame shot because he was probably deflated from scoring an own goal just minutes before. But it was like, damn, like, that was your chance to, to do the fucking shitty bike that you always try to do. And and he it just it didn't even didn't even pan out because you're just deflated from before. So finally your chance to do the bike and just... He doesn't even do it, and it's like the tamest shot ever. Yeah. Um, sticking with Kwach, um, what do you think um, is the right thing to do next uh, next game? Should we bench him against Hliwav? Um Should we continue with him so he doesn't really drop his head or anything? Uh, you got to sort keep of with him, man. Him? What was that? I think you got to keep with him. I mean, look, who, who else are we going to really bring in? Luis Nato? Eduardo Quaresma, who's actually played pretty well, but nah, man, I think you gotta keep him, in, especially after you just gave him the captain's armband. But the thing is, it's like it's a league cup game, so I don't know what kind of squad rotation they're. Oh, playing. right. I don't think it's it gonna be much league, after league, this. A league cup. But yeah. after these losses, I think they're gonna play the strongest team so they can get a W. I don't think they're. Um, I mean, the the also maybe another way they're looking at it is uh, the league is already gone in September, so let's try to win the the cups again. Fuck. Um, yeah, I, I agree, but I, God, I uh, damn, such a, I, uh, that's what I think at least. But anyways, so you're you're saying we should we should play them, Christian? What yeah. about you? Uh, I mean, I don't really either way. I mean, uh, I'm okay with rotating the squad completely, so we can, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully Pedro Mendes can play in this game. Um, Tomas Silva, Eduardo Quaresma, you know, all the standouts from the under 23s 
Um, just have the sub twenty three. But at the at the same time, they just played today, so it's not much rest. But I mean, we the A team played Monday, so they they only have one more day of rest. Exactly. Uh, it is our only home game for the Tasa de Liga, so I mean, if getting out of the group is like who do we play? Rewap. We're probably gonna have like ten people at the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> this the uh yesterday's attendance wasn't great either. It was uh twenty eight thousand. Did so, they finally announce it? Twenty eight? That's shocking. Yeah, it was twenty eight thousand five hundred. I, I, I feel like it was less than that. Yeah, I, I think it was too. It looked a lot less. It looked a lot yeah. less. What they're doing is they're including a lot of times Sporting does this, but they include the game box purchased. Yeah. Yes. I mean yeah. as working for a professional sports team, I can tell you that almost every team does that with the attendance and inflate you know, this, yeah. people buy tickets and then don't go to the game or whatever or people buy tickets and try to sell them like on StubHub or whatever so that there's the scan rate which is the amount of people that scan into the game and then there's the purchase number the purchase is just the amount of purchase tickets so you might sell 25,000 tickets in a 30 seat 30,000 seat stadium but you might only have a scan of 18,000 you just announce the 25 you know right. so so I, I bet that twenty eight is is the is the is the is the bot number, not the not the scan rate. But I mean, it's gonna be like twelve thousand on Thursday. Who the fuck would pay overpriced to see a Tasa League game of these bums right now? You know? huh. exactly. uh, and also, just sticking one more with Quats. Um, so news came out. I don't know if it's a rumor, if it was true or not, but um, news did come out that we we did try to renew Quat's contract, um, but uh, by adding an extra year, but by reducing his salary, um, but he he didn't agree to that. Um, one, do you do you, any resentment towards the player? I know there was some going on on Twitter, and then especially with his recent form, um, it's been it's 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 been a lot louder, but. Um, do you blame the player? And and overall, what are your what are your views on on Quats right now, um, Christian? I'll start that off with you. Yeah, I don't really know what the point of renewing. I mean, he's already signed through twenty twenty two, I think. Yeah. And I feel like this is probably his last season. I mean, what what's the point of renewing him and saving like whatever? I think if we add a, yeah a I little guess amount of adding money. an extra year on the contract so we can maybe sell him for more. Maybe, yeah, but. I mean, I don't really. It doesn't really make that much sense to me. Yeah, it, it is. It. I mean, why? Why would he accept a contract renewal to make less? I mean, what? What incentive is there for him to sign that? I mean, funny enough, Mathieu did that last season. I mean, one, Mathieu is also getting up in there in age, so it is a different, uh, a different situation. But Mathieu did that last season, and uh, looking at his recent performances, uh, you're right on t- in terms of incentive. Like, he, he he's not been playing well, and maybe it's <laughs> he's not motivated to. But anyways. Um, but yeah, Nando, what about you? What are your um, overall thoughts on on Kawach right now? Do you, I think uh, he's me- I just think he's mentally not in it, man. Yeah, fair. Um, he's just he looks he looks he looks distraught. He looks lost. He's he's just. Um, but. <sighs> It's hard to put like just the blame on him because not everybody else is playing that well. Like I, we were just talking about how Matils doesn't look like he's playing well this year. You know what I'm saying? It's at least for me, he hasn't played nearly as well as he's played last year. Um, but losing breeds that sports depression. It breeds anxiety. It breeds all that kind of shit. And the more you lose, the worse you play. And it takes a hard, you know, a tough-minded individual 
to continue to perform well. Um, and he's just not right now. And if he continues to perform poorly, then he's going to find himself on the on on the outside looking in. Yeah. Um, and fans are going to stop. You know, you look at Twitter. We're constantly divided whether or not like we still should support him, love him because of his rasa and this and the other, or whether or not we should be tough on him because of how he's played. So fans are already starting to like twist and turn. Yeah, in my opinion, um, he needs to take accountability on 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 uh, the bad performances by sitting on the bench, even if it's just for a game or two. Um, but but I think against Liwab, he shouldn't play. Um, I think the I would, hot take might be that Matthews actually played worse, but Kowalski scored two own goals. I would I and I would agree with that. To be honest with you, I would definitely agree with He's that. He's flown under the radar as horrible. Yeah, I, I was going to say for Riwav, I wouldn't mind the Luis Neto. My only worry is because we don't have a f- truly a fourth center back, It's if if we do rotate the squad, it would be a Luis Neto and Ilotti, which I mean... <laughs> if, if, if fans that is the fourth center back, bro. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, if fans are complaining about Quatch, like, <laughs> wait, wait until Elodie takes his spot. Let's see who's crying then, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I would play I would play maybe Mathieu and, and Neto next game um, just because, like, just to, even just to save Quatch a bit. I, I would I would love, though, for, for Quatch to play and, and have a fucking stellar game against the UAB just to sort of cut his form off, but... Um, I mean, something needs to be done. That's that's three penalties or two penalties given away against Riwav. An own wasn't no, it wasn't an own goal against uh, Boavista, but it was an own goal against uh, PSV, an own goal against uh, Family Count. What was his other own goal? It was just a hat trick of PKs. Was it? <laughs> it? Wasn't an own goal that game either. No, it was all PKs. Okay, then never mind. But yeah, it's it's still it, it's poor form from from what's supposed to be our our most reliable or one of our most more reliable center backs. So, um, I mean, we'll see if Lionel Ponce has, has the balls about him. I mean, he had the balls to sub off our best player last game, um, in the 60th minute, mind you, as well. I think that's what what really frustrated me about that substitution more than anything, um. I wouldn't say actually. I won't say more than anything because it just it was just it pissed me off in general because he was our best player. He was the only player really um, creating much, uh, especially in the first half. Um, he was the only player that that really had a lot of opportunities. Um, most of the attacking came through him, and then not only did that sort of make us play like a small team in terms of us taking an attacker to put in another attacker um, and not taking out one of the four midfielders we had. Uh, to put in an attacker, but we, we took out our best player. Um, he can blame the fans all he wants. At the end of the day, I think that decision is what lost us the game more than anything. I think we could have maybe walked out of here with a draw. I think we could have even we, we played bad, but I think we could have even gotten away with a win because um, we did have, especially more in the first half in the beginning of the second half, we had a few chances. Um, whether the, even though they're half chances, we had a few chances. We had you know, somewhat of a glimmer of hope, especially holding on to a one nil lead. But um, yeah, why he takes out Vieto for Jovan and doesn't put, doesn't take out a Bataglia or a, or a Miguel Luis to switch up to a four, three, three is beyond me. Why we're even playing at, in a four, four, two narrow when we have, I mean, we signed three wingers, this transfer window, including Camacho, Jovan, uh, Plata, um that's six that i'm counting right now and i'm probably forgetting some more um 
anyways, we have six wingers and we're playing a four four two narrow with no wingers. It's it's ridiculous. It's just fucking ridiculous. Um, and yeah, that's really all I have on this game. Um, uh, yeah, Dumbia Dumbia was a weird position too. Like he was a he was an attacking midfielder. It was, it was super weird. Um, but anyways, uh, unless anybody else has anything to say, um, I know uh, I know Leon had uh, had you shaking there, um, Christian. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's one of my, he I, I've always liked the guy. Um he's got a face tat. Yeah. Uh, he's he, he and he had two really great chances to score on us. He, he kind of gifted the turnover to Vieto, which led to the banger, which I mean you could say it's his fault, but at the same time Vieto did score a banger. Um, there's still a lot of work to do after getting. Exactly. But I mean, yeah, Leon almost made up for that with the with a with two uh, well, a strike across goal and then that header could have easily scored because it was that it was right around like the 60th minute where Vieto went off and then just it was just onslaught from family Kyle. um they had so many chances and yeah Leon had two of those so I mean should probably sign that guy um we uh we don't really have much depth at right back in fact we have none um no. so yeah sign him yeah <laughs> Uh, fair enough. And um, Nando, any last any last words on the family come before we go on to a uh, onto a rumor I wanted to discuss a bit about? Uh, uh, Nando, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. Now I can. Can you hear me right now? Yeah, yeah. We're good. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, man, it's just embarrassing. We've we've all talked about it. It's like yeah. it, we just suck. Simple as that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, anyways, a rumor that came out today. Uh, I just heard it on RTP. I wanted your guys' thoughts on it. Um, so it, it looks more than likely Lionel Ponch is uh, already going to get the boot. Whether that means he goes back to the under-23s, I'm not sure. Um, personally, I hope so, but um, we'll see. Um, or I actually don't even care because they even won today without him, so who cares about that anyways. But um, we are linked or at least they're saying Spartans interested with uh, current Pauk manager Abel Ferreira. Um, he's only played eight games at Pauk. Uh, they're the current Greek champions as well. He has four wins, two draws, and two losses, um, which isn't great form from him. Uh, Nando, I'll, I'll give this one to you first. What are your thoughts on on Abel Ferreira, and do you want to see him in, a, in a, you know uh, coaching Spartan? No, no, and no, man. <laughs> um, I. It's more. Of essentially the same, it's another safe bet to kind of appease the sauces that voted Bumkarabadu out. It's that kind of, you know, woman da casa, another guy like he's been there, done that, should know this. Um, nah, man, I'm I'm not okay with it. Um, I'm not okay with. To be honest with you, I'm not okay with any safe bet at this point that Sporting chooses for for a coach. Um, Kaja was a safe bet. Lionel Ponce is a safe bet. Um, I mean, we can go back then. Who else did we have? Tiago Fernandes. We had um, who was that other guy? Uh, Bzeiro. Yeah. Um I don't like any of them. I don't like and and, and Abel less, especially after shit he said and the way he just approached, you know, his time in Braga and 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 Sporting and everything. I don't know about you guys, but I don't I don't want him there. I want him far away from Sporting. I would rather take a Pedro Mendes. A guy that 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 coached Guimarães, 
Um, they're talking about Caixinha and stuff as well. I don't want him there. But I'd rather take a Pedro Mendes or somebody like that um, than, than, than somebody that was a Spartan and no Spartan. And, and, and no, I'm sorry, man. I yeah, spe- even especially the, sh- the shit talking that Abel Ferreira has done over the last year. Yeah, years. bro, he, he went off. Guy. Yeah. Yeah, I'd fuck r- that guy. Fuck it, I'd rather than go, go get Leonardo Jardim. Honestly, to to me, it, it isn't even it isn't even just about the shit talking. It's he 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 talked bad about the club, but and he's nothing. He's not even that special. You know what I mean? Like I can if on I can take a fucking um, I don't know. I can I can't really think of an example of a of a coach that talked shit about. You know, if even Vieta talked shit about Sporting, I would still probably take him at this point. You know what I mean? Uh, that's another guy I, I'm. I don't know why we're not looking into. He's having a, a pretty good start with Gimenez. Um We were also linked to Cedars. I think I, I've already harped on enough on here about how much I want Cedars at, at Sporting. Um, but you know, Christian, I'll throw it off to you. Uh, um, what do you want? Who do you want to see, or, or what type of coach do you want to see at, at Sporting, Seeing as Lionel Punch is is pretty much done. Yeah, so the thing that's interesting to me is that when Payok signed Abel this offseason for from Braga, uh, they paid a two million buyout to Braga to to get him. So mm. I mean, he's clearly still under contract right now, and they I mean they paid two million to get him. Like they're not just gonna let him walk away for free. He's only eight games in. Right. So. What are we going to go over there and pay three mil for this fucking bum and then fire him by Christmas? Like, it doesn't make any sense. I think that we need to get a manager that's currently not at a club so we don't have to pay a buyout. Um, Not that, like, 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 there's no, like, it's going to cost at least two million to get him, and it's just not really worth it, I don't think. I've never really been impressed with the guy, um, and... I mean, I guess maybe he's like kind of like a steady the ship kind of guy, but I don't really think we need a steady the ship kind of guy. I think we need more of a, of a risk, less of a risk averse hire because what's the worst thing that's going to happen? We're going to suck. Like we already suck. So there, there's <laughs> yeah. really no, there's no benefit to being risk averse in this situation. And I mean, I saw Silas on, uh, on like uh, Sport TV Plus doing like, commentary i mean he's right yeah. there like he's just sitting there he's like fucking around on sport tv like just yeah you can grab him i imagine that evo vieta would have a high buyout too there's no way game manager is gonna let him walk um either so it'd be a similar situation but if you are gonna pay a couple mil to get a guy i would rather have him than about yeah 100 percent. but yeah i mean i i've been, we've we've all been saying sila since like Mid of last season, so I've been saying Celia's before Kaiser came in, dude. Yeah, I was saying Celia's I mean, when um when we got rid of fucking um, Miolovic, who it it's turned out was a fucking incredible decision good coach, because good the guy isn't the guy isn't even on the on the field. I mean he he's obviously battling um um uh, leukemia, I believe it is, but he wasn't even on the field to to sort of give his his team a a talk around to. Uh, to make Bologna win the game. I can't remember against who it was, but I remember they were losing one nothing, and, and they turned the game around after a, a phone call from halftime. Like, the, the guy has been incredible, yet we sacked him, right? Like, typical Spartan. Um, 
Um, all right, yeah. Uh, let me let me go through the uh, modalidad before ending it off with uh, with Twitter questions. Um, so we started off with uh, with hand with we can start off with handball. Um, the Juvenis won the Campeonato Nacional. They beat Benfica twenty-one to twenty. Um, the Equipa B also on handball beat uh, Zona Sul twenty-seven to twenty-one. And of course, the senior team. Uh, coached by my current favorite coach, Thierry Anti, uh, beat Avanka 38-19. Um, and in the Liga de Campeões, we beat Tatran Prezov 32-24. Um, in Atletismo's uh, a lot. In, uh, in basketball... Um, we had our first preseason game. I believe it was our first preseason game. We beat Galit Jefsi 89-68. We also beat um, we beat Immortal in the final of, uh, of a preseason cup. We beat them 89-67. I believe the first um, basketball game is Sunday. Yeah, which I'm getting. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see, to be honest. Yeah. I'm glad that... Uh, not glad, but seeing, seeing as Sparting in terms of soccer has been shit... At least I'll support their fucking uh, their their basketball team. Um, anyways, in uh, the sub 23, they beat last week. They beat Lechonis two one. Today they beat uh, Riwav one nothing. Um, so the under 23 boys killing it so far. I believe they haven't lost a game. I could be wrong, but I believe they haven't lost a game yet. Under 23. Um, yeah. No, they haven't lost yet. Yeah. Like eight for eight. Exactly. Yeah. True. Yeah. Exactly. Um, the female team had a huge win this weekend. They beat um, uh, Ade Francos, GDCA dos Francos, uh, 17-0. They, funny enough, were only winning 3-0 at, sec- in, in the, at the end of the first half and then completely destroyed them uh, in the second half. So congratulations to the ladies. Um, sad to see it's not on ESPN, unlike uh, a certain second division team was last year. But anyways... Uh, the football de Praia, um, Sporting beat Belenenses in the quarterfinals nine to two. We then beat Amigos de Paz five to two. Uh, sorry, did I say nine to two or five to two on the first one? They beat Belenenses nine to two. They beat Amigos de Paz five to two, and in the final, uh, they lost to Braga eight four uh, in the in beach soccer. Uh, in uh, futsal, uh, the senior team beat Asmej five one. The female team. Uh, lost to Benfica 3-2, but beat Leões uh, Pesalvo 5-1. Um, that's Juvenige. Let's see. Ah, in um, in hockey uh, for the uh, in the Elite Cup, Sporting beat Barcelos 7-2. Um, in the quarterfinals, in the in the semifinals, we beat Viana uh, 3-0. And in the finals, we lost to Porto. Um, we tied 2-2, but we lost to Porto 4-3 in penalties, in the penalty shootouts. Um, the female team uh, for hockey lost 2-1 to Benfica. Um, and, uh, but in a jogo de preparação, they beat uh, San Juanense 8-0. Uh, let's see if there's anything else. Um paintball rugby and rugby the senior team in a in a preseason game lost 21 to 10 to universitario sevilla um and i believe that oh and the and volleyball um the female team 
um, in the in the semifinals of the Torneio Cidade Familicão, uh, beat Praga three nothing, and they in the finals they beat Atlético um, three to two. Um, so, but they're uh, that's obviously I believe that's a preseason cup if I'm not mistaken, but uh, I could be wrong. Anyways, um, but yeah, so uh, we'll move on to the Twitter questions. Um, so oh, also uh, there was that they just talk did you see the hockey uh, that little tournament as well uh, where we lost to Porto. And, yeah, yeah, I, I think PK. I mentioned that. It's okay. PK, yeah, two-two, yeah. and then it was four-three on Penn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, moving on to the uh, Twitter questions now. Um, so we we have two sets of different questions. But anyways, starting off with Chris underscore Ronaldo twenty-eight. That's CR twenty-eight. Um, he asks, how can Vanendas turn things around? Put yourself in his shoes. Pretend that you're them. Notice that you made many mistakes from lack of experience. Resign is not an option, so let me know. Uh, Nando, I'll give that one to you, dude. Um, all right. I can give it to both of you, really. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and y'all can hear me well, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right, so if we're going to assume that he's not going to quit or he's not going to you know, resign and do all that bullshit. So he has, and I think I'm trying to pull it up on my Twitter right now. Um, somebody tweeted earlier that kind of made sense. He has to do one of two things, in my opinion, if not both. I think you have to show that the guys that are currently um, controlling Sporting have to go. In other words, the Ugvianas, the Manuel Fernandes that are inside there, um, even Beto. I mean, I, I'm not. I liked Beto as a player, um, but I think you got to clean house. You got to show that what once was there didn't work in Manuel Fernandes. A new trial experience like Ogviana didn't work. Um, I think he has to show that he's um, willing and ready to go ahead and knock out um, the players and the people that they're just they're just not serving a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I think he has to do that, and then I think he has to go all in, truthfully, on on a coach that goes against what's happened with the with the Sosa Sintra administration um, and that he's carried all the way to Sporting thus far. Like those coaches have been safe, um, normal um, run of the mill bets. And that's not what's going to get Sporting there. And I don't care if Sporting's already the points that they are behind. He has to be aggressive. He has to show that he's trying. And if he doesn't show those things, then quite honestly, I don't know if he makes it uh, at the end of this year. I think Sporting will have an, uh, one or two more assemblies that I'll to get him out of there. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, and uh, Christian, what about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't really know what he's supposed to do at this point. I mean, he's in at this point over his head completely. Uh, the the walls are kind of closing in. Um, the the these the opportunist people that are always lingering around, ready to pop up out of the shadows, are gonna start talking more and being more vocal. I mean, and, they've already started popping up, dude. Yeah, I mean, I would, I'm shocked I haven't seen more of them after yesterday. Um, but, yeah, I mean, because they were popping up after Riwab. Um, so I'm shocked that I haven't seen more from, like, uh, what the fuck's his name? The banker. Um, Ricardi. Ricardi? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys like that are going to start, you know, popping up. Uh, I mean, attendances are bad. People um, are, you know, chanting him out. I mean, he, he really has no popular support. And I think his main base 
uh, of like older sausages is starting to abandon him now. So he's 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 really got no one left. So um, really, the only thing that he can try to do is is to be creative to kind of save himself because if he just keeps playing it safe, he's not gonna save himself because not only does he need to. I mean, let's just say they steady the ship and perform reasonably. Like, it's not going to be good enough to actually do anything. They need to do something extraordinary to kind of not only make up for to make up for what they've you know lost in in points. Like, they're already seven points back, and we're six games in. Like, that's a I mean that's a tough mountain to climb. Like, period. So if you keep dropping points, and all of a sudden it's like double digits after eight games, it's like damn. Like, it's probably over. So, I mean, right now it's still technically not over, over, because there's still so much season left, um, and it is only seven points. Like, when Bayfica were champions that one season, they came back from seven points, and that was in a much shorter span of time. We haven't played either of the direct rivals yet. I mean, if we played them today, we'd obviously get scraped by either one. Um, but it's still technically points to be won. So, um, you know, he needs to hire a new coach that's not, like, pretty much not a Belfodeta. He needs to not hire, like, the the in-house kind of safe bet, plays for sporting, whatever. Um, I don't think he's going to hire another foreign coach because uh, because just because of whole, the whole Kaiser thing, I think he's going to try to hire a Portuguese coach. Uh, but, Even I though mean, maybe a foreign coach might, might work yeah. out better. This, but. Yeah, I mean, it's just like he fucked himself with all the, the squad. The squad he constructed is not good enough to do anything. Um, the squad he built, the, the, the transfers that he made, the, the, the molds of the players that he brought in, it's just not good enough and it's not well constructed. So, I mean, he's already, he's running out of spots on his foot to shoot himself. So, I mean, he really, yeah, I mean, his only way to save himself is, is, uh, you know, hang his hat on the toss of the league a win. So, you better they better get a result on Thursday, otherwise that dream's gonna slowly start to fade too. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, anyways, next question comes in from Steph, who unfortunately couldn't join us this week. Um, he asks, Does Lionel Ponch have what it takes to be a sporting coach? Um, or the blame is on the administration due to really poor preseason preparation? Um uh, uh, I'll I'll quickly take this one. I don't think it's preseason preparation. I think it's definitely on the administration. Um, they should have realized that even though this guy was doing well in the under-23s, he did just come from a third-division team in Spain. Um, so I think he was a little bit over his head. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, it really just goes down to that. I don't know what the, the administration was thinking of giving this guy um, the, the opportunity. Um, I mean, it's one thing to, to coach an under-23 league um, with um, you know, some, of the best play- some of the best young players in the country. Um, you know, because they're really only divided between the three clubs, uh, the better young players in Portugal. And it's another thing to take over a first division team, um, really only gelling together now, taking over from from a, a, a hectic transfer window, uh, especially a, tra- a hectic transfer window deadline. Um, it, it, it yet again comes down to a, the administration's poor preparation, um, poor preparation in terms of um, personnel. Um, poor preparation in terms of dealing with the Bruno Fernandes situation because they, they basically panicked and decided it was best to sell Krafinha and Thierry um, and uh, bring in 
three guys that I guess were easier to bring in, like Bolasi, Hesse, and, and Fernando, who um, I, I doubt we'll ever see play. Um, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame too much on Lionel Ponch uh, because, I mean, I think if any of us, you know, whether we're unqualified or not, had the chance to take over Sporting, I think we we would. Um, and, you know, especially if you're a coach with any ambition, you would do it. But, yeah, he, he's, he's definitely in over his head with that. And, and, and really the only people to blame, in my opinion, are the administration. Um, he also asks, do you guys think the double yellow to Bruno Fernandes was justified? Uh, we sort of discussed it, but uh, I say no. Christian, what did you think? No. Hernando? No. Yeah, uh-huh. we're all in agreement, so I don't think it was justified. Um, anyways, next question comes in from David Claudio at David Strife 35 um, He asks, do you think Verandas has to, has to resign? And if so, why? And what is your favorite coach in the modalidad? Um, Christian, I'll give that one off to you, dude. Who's my favorite coach of the Moldley Dads? Uh, I like, uh, obviously, just for his passion and, you know, the success he's had over the years, Nuno Diaz. Um, but the handball coach is slowly growing on me. Yeah, he is. Thierry. Thierry Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's starting to grow on me. So, um, obviously, I mean, he hasn't been here long enough for me to rank him over Nuno Diaz. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's on the, he's on the right path. Yeah, exactly. He's a funny guy. Um, yeah, and we also discussed the, the Verandas thing. You, do you think he has to resign? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he won't, though. He won't. No. He definitely won't. No, he won't, bro. And you know what? I don't give a damn if he does anymore, honestly. I'm hoping he sits there and he fucking finds himself, like, literally being so embarrassed at his performance when it's all said and done. If you go back and look at all the presidents Sporting has had recently— you can see the Gudinu Lops, like, he hasn't really showed up here and there, but because, you know, the whole thing with Bruno Carvalho or whatever. But you look at who else have we had? Uh, Bent Kurt, who no one knows a damn thing about him. Like, I can see, I can see Verandes being, like, completely disgraced, like, to the fact that, like, no one's going to give a single fuck about him. Um, and he's not going to resign, right? Because that's going to be admitting guilt and admitting fault and admitting that he's the reason why Spartan looks like this. So he's not going anywhere. Um, so fine, let him sit there, let him dig himself out of a hole, which he won't. I, I completely don't. I hope he does, right? I mean, we want Spartan to do well, but he won't. Yeah, he won't. So now, fuck Not it. This way, he can yeah. dig his own grave. Yeah, agreed. Um, next question comes in from Alkushit Youth. Um, he asks, who should our, our next coach be if Ponce will also um, if Ponce will be also fired? Um, so who do you want as your next coach, Nando? Um, not a bell. Um, <laughs> um, I would like to see a foreigner. I would like to see a yeah. guy along the lines of what probably won't happen, but the guy that we had that Bruno Carvalho had chosen before. Um, I'd like to see a guy with ambition, a guy who's going to take a pulse for the team. I mean, I don't have a specific name in mind um, because the Spartans' finances are so limited, and. Yet here we are talking about a Nabel and them like we just talked about paying to go get a guy buy out a coach like it's the most ridiculous backwards mentality. I, yeah. If we're gonna go like the Portuguese line, I, I'd I'd be okay with the Pedro Mins man. I'm gonna be honest with you, sure. or even that guy that used to be at Riwav. What's his name? Um, where's he Miguel, now? Miguel Cardoso. Cardoso, yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy. I mean, <laughs> I'm not I'm not 100 percent sold on him, but I wouldn't I wouldn't. 
Fair, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind them. There. He's a walking um, failure machine. He just goes somewhere, starts out good, fails. Like yeah, this last year and, and a half, I, 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 I know, like, I know that'd be like end, end <laughs> first, like last resort type thing. But I, I would like a Pedro Mendes. I would like a guy like that yeah. if we're gonna go the Portuguese route. And you know, we know the Campeonato Portuguese. But I, but what I'd really want is a foreigner, doesn't know Portugal. Ready to show promise and then go get to work and has his own ideas and really doesn't give a damn what what the president stuff says like that that kind of mentality. I mean, yeah. the only way you'd be crazy enough to take this job, right, is if you're a foreigner, right? You don't fully understand because yeah, if you cool. if you if you fully understand the context of everything, then why the fuck would you like tarnish your name by taking this job? Yeah. Like it, there, it's it's a lose lose taking this job right now. It's not the most attractive opening uh, in the world. I'd rather coach fucking Sunderland right now than than. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I would agree. And, uh, on a side note, the thing that I find hilarious is every time we get into the situation where we're looking into new managers, we're always linked, and I don't know why, but we're always linked to Vitor Pereira, always without fail. And I don't even know when the last passion at least. Okay, but he also, I swear he got um, 1860 Munich fucking relegated from the second to the third Bundesliga, you know what I mean? So he's even not like a... Um, and is he still I, in China? I have no, I was just about to ask, I have no idea where he is. I think he's still in China. Uh, I think he might have been champion. Watch, watch in, him get uh, Scolati. China. Um, that wouldn't surprise me either uh, if they got uh, Scolati. Uh, but anyways, uh, for me, the only other manager aside from Sidious that I'd like to see uh, would be um, the, I forget his name though, the the ex-Real uh, Betis manager. Um, I think he'd be a, a decent shout. I think he's done well with, uh, yeah, he is also, Vitor Pereira is in China. Um, also, we guys. linked to Vitor Pereira, yeah, for a while. We're always linked to Vitor Pereira, always. It's weird. Um, and on a quick side note, I, I know you guys probably noticed it. Um, Camacho. Sorry that uh, I was on. Uh, I was searching up uh, when the dispensary near me was uh, was closing. My bad on that, guys. I forgot I was on the screen share thing. <laughs> Why is it closing, uh, dude? <laughs> it's closing at 10 p.m., man. Oh, oh no, like it closes closing, for the night. Like, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. I was like going out of business. No, my my go to my go to <laughs> dispensary has shut down, but that's a that's a different story. That's government trying to regulate everything. Um, but anyways, Christian, quickly to you. Uh, uh, next coach for Sporting. Uh, I'll take Silas, um, you know, maybe, uh, uh, Big Phil just got sacked in Brazil, Scolari, right? Yeah. Been linked to him before. Yep. Um, I mean, if he's crazy enough, I, I don't think he's that crazy because you got to be a little crazy right now to take this job. Big uh, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. The guy that used Prepare to coach for disappointment though. He used to what for Bifika? I'm saying that we should go get um and this is all sarcasm, but we should go it wouldn't surprise him if we go get Rui Vitoria. You know what's so funny? My brother was <laughs> saying the same shit today too. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me either. It wouldn't and, and I bet you the administration fit, would try fits, to sell it. He like, fits the perfect uh Paube Mandado, like real well spoken, you know, yes man kind of thing that like Sporting would want. Um the only difference is Sporting DSL is the garbage, so, yeah. Don't if you judge these, me for, uh, as much for as I hate Luis Felipe Vieta, he knows what he's doing. I, mean, I just wanted to see where it, Oh, is he still coaching? Uh, yeah, he's three? still at Al Nassar. 
No, I'm uh, sorry. I thought I just thought of Paulo Bento. Oh, he's still coaching South. Fuck Korea. that guy. He can go fuck himself. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't want At this him point. I him. might even take him too, man. He's but better anyway. now than, than he once was. I feel like. Hell no. I hope so. <laughs> like, you, know, you can't get any worse. <laughs> You know what it is, though? At least with Paulo Bento, I know we're getting a little sidetracked here, but at least with Paulo Bento, he at least started off well. And, and at least Portugal and Sporting, he started off well as a coach. Like, well, at least he promoted. There was some from, promise. From exactly, the promoted players. And in Portugal, I think, um, obviously, aside from the Euros, but we had one of our better years under Paulo Bento, but on his like first or second year there. I can't remember what year it was. We had but, a year uh, there that we, we lost the Campeonato, and we were still in it oh, at the, the last, last game. Last yeah. game, Porto won it that year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, anyways, um, next question we we just answered because we you know we had a two-parter because we didn't record on the 22nd. We're recording now. Um, so thank you, David, for your question. Um, we appreciate it. Uh, next comment comes in from Sam Fonseca, and I said it earlier. My bad, Sam. Um, he said, I figured out how to solve our striker problem. Stick Quats up front and tell him to defend. The, goal will come, the goals will come pouring. Yes, I, I'd agree. Um, next question comes in from Joel Da Silva at JoeLeong underscore 073. He asks, I know this sounds like a conspiracy theory, but this is too bad to be true. Convince me otherwise that, that, <laughs> that all, all what's happening isn't all a setup from the croquettes in order to fill their pockets with the Naj deal. Wow. Honestly, um, that's... I think I, I, it, I wouldn't put it past it, man. I yeah. Think. I think Sporting has I been read, a huge sorry. conspiracy theory since the 80s. I read um, I read something maybe last week saying that we already used up 50% of, of the Nage deal um, that was supposed to last us like 10 years or some shit like that. Yeah, that's true. We, uh, we, so, we got it paid forward a couple times to, you know, kind of pay off some of those bank loans last season. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think I think possibly more than half of it is gone. Dude, it's embarrassing. Joel, I There's think a reason why the same old guys always have their face showing up at Sporting anything all the time, every single oh, yeah. time, bro. Oh, yeah. It's not a conspiracy. There's a reason why the same voices and the same faces constantly resurface. Yeah, that, It is what it is. Yeah, they we're, know we're, they uh, have their hands in the pot. They don't want to have their pans out of the pot. They want to continue to have Sporting under their control. At the end of the day, if Sporting loses, sure, they might not make as much money at that time, but they continue to control the mayoría of the side. They continue to control you know, the, 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 the finances that if Sporting sells, like a couple of people have already been like suggesting across the record, I forget what his name was, Jose Eduardo, whatever the fuck his face is, but they're going to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they profit, not Sporting. Yeah, also a pretty Sporting. cushy job. I mean, you make like 100K a year and literally do nothing, which is a lot of money in Portugal. So, I mean, these guys are all fuck-ups, and they're all making 100K. Like, I mean, I don't make 100K, and I fucking work my ass off. So. Exactly. <laughs> fucking Varenda's just been in this job for a year, you and he's already, I, he's already peti- or not petitioning, but he was Propose. already, uh, yeah. yeah, proposed a, a pay a, a pay increase. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Like, and he, ma- he already makes more than Brunker Value made. Exactly. I, no I one gives a shit about that. No to, one complains about that. It's close to 200K a year. Fuck. This club is sur- constantly surrounded by fucking leeches. Dude, I hate Jose Eduardo, too, by the way, like with a passion. Yeah. I mean, 
and also the media, like, the media platforms all these dickheads because the media isn't really our friend in this situation. So when the time comes, when there's unrest, it's like, oh, let's let's give these shitheads their, their platform to speak and then project it like it's, like, some objective analysis or some, like, opinion that we should be hearing. It's like, no one, like, you've been wrong about everything for, like, 15 years. Like, no one actually cares what you think, but you're just kind of getting, like, propped up right now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I mean, I guess this is a glorified example because, I mean, I did enjoy listening to him a bit on when he was on one of those shows. But Diaz Ferreira, that's, like, that's exactly who you're describing there. Diaz Ferreira, I don't even remember the last time he was he worked at Spartans, but he's constantly up about uh, talking about Spartans. He constantly has these platforms to talk about Spartans. Fucking Paulo Futre is another one. Bro, Constantly these guys, these guys live off of Spartan. If you Otavio go, Machado. If, if, oh, one. fuck him too, dude. Yeah. Like, if you go and look at all of what these guys do and where they talk about Spartan and where they get their airtime, it's always in moments like these. They've been doing that for Spartan for years and years and years and years and years. And it's always the same dudes, man. I'm telling you, like, as a kid growing up, my dad couldn't stand half these guys because he would always say, like, it's like, Manuel Fernandes is Broke as hell, bro. Uh, Jose Eduardo was broke as hell. Like, I mean, from the perspective of, like, what they want to live and the lifestyle they want to live. Otavio Machado, all these guys got nothing. They lose Sporting. They lose the antenna time, the airtime that Sporting gives them. They're nothing. They'll walk down the street and no one will look one shit their way. Um, the, the, the Freaking um, Otavio Machado coached Porto. Won at Porto. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you see Porto wanting him to hang around? Nope. No, and Porto's been a hell of a successful team. Like, Sporting can only dream of being as successful as Porto's been in terms of soccer since the damn 80s or at this point ever. So, like, there's a reason why they, they all tend to fall around and, and come back to Sporting. A lot of these dudes played at Benfica and Sporting, and they don't freaking go back to Benfica to get any antenna and airtime. They come back to Sporting. Mm. Yep. <sighs> yep. Anyways, um... Last question uh, comes in from, from Bruno, uh, at Bruno SKO23. Um, he asks, is it time for Fernandes to step down? Um, obviously, he won't, but uh, can we as Sausage do something about it? Uh, because I see this getting so much worse before it gets any better. Uh, Nando, I'll, I'll pass that one off to you. Uh, not so much is it time for him to step down, so I think we, we all answered that. Um, but is there something we can do as Sausage or even as fans? What do you yeah. think? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, earlier today or yesterday, I kind of um, was debating. Um, I forget what his name is. Sam, um, Sam you know, the, the, we the, all kind of. The Irish one? Him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I think Harry, it was him. Oh, Hannah, that, oh, I think it was him who I was talking about because he was disagreeing. He was saying that, like, as a fan, like, he's going to continue to go to games and blah, 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 and pay his quotas. And I get it. Like, I'm not telling fans. I'm the same way, to be honest, though. Same. And, Totally. I'd rather go to the stadium and hold up a banner, you know. As totally okay with that. Like, guys, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm totally okay with fans doing that because we all love this damn team. That's why we're talking about them. That's why we waste our time talking about them, watching them, being mad about them. And I get that. However, you guys got to think about it. We've done that for years. We've done that for years and for years and for years. And for years, we've gone the route of, like, Alianso Branco. We go to the stadium to blow our nose and we whip out the tissue paper. We complain. We do the chants. We show up outside of the stadium here or there. Um, it does nothing. Like, it's never done anything. 
It won't do anything. And like anything else in this world, I'm, I hate saying it because it's going to affect the rest of our club. Hit them where it hurts, and that's their funds. Hit them where it hurts, and that's their money. At the end of the day, if Sporting truly, truly can't figure out how to pay players because Sporting fans can't go to a stadium, then we have a lot, a lot bigger problem than we ever thought we did, which we already believe we do because it's poorly ran, and we can, we've can we talked about this before. But the one thing that it's going to do for sure, and it's happened in Europe and other clubs, it's happened in America when fans stop going to stadiums and stuff like that, and owners are forced to sell or things of that nature get going. That's embarrassing. There's nothing you can do about like as a cameraman, they're gonna point to the guys with the with the things on you know the flags and the banners and this and the other. But they point to a nothing. That says everything you have to say. They point to a nothing. Sure, they sold their game boxes, great. But that's embarrassing. That speaks volumes. You know, it's like that saying that like. When you're being ignored, like people get more pissed off when they're being ignored than somebody fights you back verbally. Because Sporting fans just genuinely ignore the club. That's it. Because what's going to happen is, sure, the movie, the lads are going to suffer. But the reason why they're going to suffer is because they just don't let it get to this point where the fans are distraught. The fans are exhausted. And, of course, it's going to hurt to sit at home, like for me and for other players that would do, or for fans that would do something like that and not watch the team and not be there to support the team. But, like, what other genuine like solution can we do that hasn't been tried that and, and, and actually like worked. It, it hasn't like, I can't remember the last time Spartan took a radical approach like that. I used to remember Benfica, like Benfica when they went those 11 years without winning, they would not go to the stadium. Like we can give them crap about like, look, you're not going to the stadium. You know, you might be fair weather fans. We know we're not fair weather fans. We've shown that before. There's a reason why we wouldn't go, but it got things going and it got things and it hit them where it hurt. And Spartan, what are we going to do? Make posts? They don't give a damn. You know, continue to show up at the stadium, 20 to 30 fans, so that a ball like, or Sam TV gets a little airtime. That shit hasn't worked for over 10 years or even 20 years. Like, what, 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 like, do you guys have a better solution? Honestly, I'm cool with opening because I would love to watch the team game after game after game if I could and give them my money. I stopped paying my cotas. I'm not going to lie. I'll say it on air. I stopped paying my cotas the second. I'm not going to lie to you guys. The second that Bunker Vice stopped being present because I did not like the way that it went they went about it and i don't like the way the club is ran and as a fan i have every right to stop giving them my money if they continue to act the way in in the way they've been you know acting accordingly like it's not it's not fair it's not okay you know what i'm saying like uh, i have that right as a fan if they're gonna keep fucking me over and giving me only one vote until i'm freaking 70 years old until then i can have tons of votes like fuck off like that's not fair yeah, no, agreed. I, I still pay – one, my cottage are paid until January anyways. But I'm still going to continue paying cottage only because it goes to the Moodley Dodge for the That's time being. That's what pains me. I wish we could have a way to differentiate. Yeah, I agree. Well, I, I mean there totally is a way. I would give them my money if I knew it was going to the Moodley Dodge. The way to differentiate is we eventually split the club from the sod and, you know <laughs> – <laughs> no, I mean that's that's just yeah. I mean, I mean Dude, that, that would that, that might inevitably right? happen anyways if we sell, right? But um, I'm not well, even. What, what no. are they gonna want then? What are they gonna say then? Fuck it, Sporting Saad versus Befica. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Do you really think that there's gonna be fans? I mean, sure, there's gonna be some fans that are gonna go to the game. Those fans will die out. Those are. I old. mean, there's 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 fans that go to Bill and Saad games. You know what I mean? So yeah, because there's some fake like, shit. Tw- like twelve though. They're fake fans. They don't know what they want. That, they have an fake. ultras group that has 30 followers on Twitter. Okay. They have at yeah. least 30 fans. Bro, look at the guys. Look at the fans <laughs> that just sang happy birthday to Blanis the other day. Still. Yeah. 
True. Yeah. That's that more people I've seen at that than I've seen I at like, uh, like a Nacional Stadium game. I yeah. like um I like Bolnensad like claiming that hundred year anniversary. Yeah. Like, no, you guys are one year old. This is your one year anniversary, not your hundred year anniversary. I mean, what like that's really not a sustainable business model like that. They don't have a stadium like that. That club is gonna just fold eventually in the next like. Yeah, couple it's gonna be years. another I, like um like a Stuel Lambadora. Yeah, I'm curious to see what happens when if if Bill and Inch, uh happen to find their way to the first division. Is it two Bills then or? It'd be beautiful. That'll take at least like. I, six I mean, years if they keep getting get. promoted, they got promoted last year, correct? Did you guys? Yeah, I they, they, they were saying, but if they got promoted, now as I think it's only four years away. They just all they have to do. I mean, I know it's a stretch, but all they have to do is just constantly get promoted year in year out, and in four years they can make the first division. So. Did you guys I hear? Um, I tweeted a little bit about it. There's two things, and it. it's kind of off topic, not really. But the dude for um, Manuel Manuel Serrano, the guy for Porto, right? That does the um, what's their what's their show called? Uh, um, Porto Canal. No, no, no. The, the is it's not. Three, is it the three of the talk? It's the three dudes. You know, there's the fat guy for being figured be, annoying as hell. Huh? Oh no, that's not that's um I'm talking about Manuel Serrano, the fat portista. I know who you're like, talking about, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know I just can't about? remember the name now. Yeah. It's not to do the attack, but it's something else. Yeah, it's yeah. the other one. Um I forget what it's called too. So yeah. today or yesterday, whenever they had the show, and somebody on Sporting some Sporting used to tweeted it, then I retweeted it. Um he had said or he was talking about um Yeah, I'm glad you're you're looking it up. Sorry, it's uh, the shit out of me. Whatever that is, no programma something. But uh, he was talking about how his biggest concern, if he was a sporting and even as a fan of soccer, is the fact that Verandes is just straight up not a leader. Mm. Like He's like, there's nothing you can argue about Pinta Costa being a leader. There's nothing you can argue about even Luis Felipe Vieira, if he's a leader or not. There's nothing you can argue about Bruno Carvalho being a leader. You can argue about other things, but he's not a leader. And Verandes is just simply not a leader. When you at that top of position can't be a leader, then it trickles down. The trickle-down effect is real. And then they genuinely uh, go on to talk about that. You've got Luis Felipe Vieira today going answering a bunch of questions about uh, Benfica and then still taking some time to answer about Sporting. When you like, it's embarrassing, guys. Right? We've talked about this all the time. It, uh, it went from a point where the only things that would come out of his mouth about Sporting were insults to now it's like, oh no, I pity sad. them. Yeah, it is. It's sad, dude. And I'm tired of that shit, bro. Yeah, I am too. I'm, I'm tired of like, I, I, bro, like I hate that I live in America sometimes because I wish I was there because if I was there, like I would fucking, I don't know what I would do. Like I'd, I'd stake out outside of his house or some shit. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm Every just, time he I'm walks out the house, of, I would throw eggs at him. I'm, I'm tired of this pityness on us. Like when we were when we were on top or and when we were like threatening, it was, you know, sporting what? this, sporting that. Actual... And now that we're not, it's like, oh, to think do sporting. What? You know, but it's it used to be quite the sporting until the Portuguese, and then it stopped being quite the sporting. Exactly, yeah. And it's like the Portuguese league needs the sporting to be good. It's like fuck off, man. You guys were fucking constantly attacking us. Like he makes more money than Brun Carvalho made. Already. Sure. He wants more money. Why the fuck are Spartanistas okay with that? Yeah. First off, are, it, do we know for sure if Porto and Befica have the same type? I think one of them do, if not both, but like the same type of voting system. I, I think they do. But I, I think they do. Wrong. I think they do. Like I think all the, Portuguese. It's the most it. fucking bullshit, anti-democratic, complete populist voting shit ever. Yeah, I agree. 
it's weird. It's definitely weird. Um, it, 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 there's a reason why that, that happens that way, too. Look who it favors, bro. Yeah. And I'm not saying older people are dumb and they don't have you know, the right to vote or they don't have good ideas. But the general majority of them have been feeling and, and, and pulling for the same way since Spartan was last winning before the 80s hit. It's also like it's it's like we're repeating a cycle constantly, and it's like nobody wants Spartan to learn. Spartan was mistakes. founded off no. of elitist mentality, guys. Yeah. I don't know if you guys truly know the the all the history of Spartan, but it was founded off the, the 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 mindset of elitist mentality, and there's still a very elitist um, mentality that continues to just live off of Spartan and keeps on just just that cloud over Spartan. And when Brunkerbeide became president, it went from a very elitist mentality to more of the the popular vote, the 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 man of the people. He did mistakes. Fuck it. That's a, we t- we're done talking about that. But that's where it changed, and it pissed off a lot of people because they didn't think that fans would actually come out in drones and vote that way. Yeah. And now we're just we're we're, we're broken everywhere. Do you guys have a general like? If you go to the games, like Christian was just saying, you take you take the banners, you write what you write, and you chant what you chant. Like, I get it, but at the same time, it gets gotten us nowhere. Yeah. Um, sorry. And, and quickly, just to men- just to go back to it, um, when we were talking about what we can do, my only fear in terms of um, maybe not giving money to the club, especially not paying the cottage, um, is not only that we'll land back to a situation where we were in 2012-2013, but it's that we won't get the right guy to sort of get us out of it. Um, Again, say what you will about Bruno Carvalho. I'm not here to argue whether he was a good or bad president. But the fact of the matter is, is he took us from bankruptcy to a club breathing again, to a club with with multiple teams, to a club where um, now we even have one of the more expensive Mudalidads, which is basketball, and we can afford it, right? Whereas back in 2012-2013, we were thinking of of not even having any more Mudalidads or or any more um, modality teams anyways. So that's my fear in terms of, you know, not paying cottage, not going to games, not, 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 you know, buying merchandise is that we can leave the club into a hole where, um, we don't get the right guy to fix it for us, you know? Um, but then at the same time, it's like, we have to do something. And you mentioned it earlier too. If, if we're, if, if, if we're fucked because we can't put like asses to a seat, then, you know, what are these guys upstairs doing, you know? So it, it is, like you said, a catch-22. So, um, so yeah, that's really that's really all, all I had to say about that. Uh, Christian, do you have anything else to add on that? or? No, I mean, not really. I mean, that's what we kind of need is someone to kind of ride uh, a populist wave similar to... to to what Bruno Carvalho rose to, to get into power. I mean, cause that's, that is how we got into power. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we, I mean, the closest candidate to that was probably Benedito, but I mean, I don't think João Benedito is going to, going to save us at this point. Like, no, I don't think so either. Um, I, interestingly enough, sorry, uh, on Sporting 160 today, Carlos Vieira was on. So I, I feel like I can't wait to listen to that. Me neither. Me, me too. He, so. he got fucked last time because they he attached did. him to Bruno Cavalli and they didn't let him run. Exactly. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I, a guy like that maybe could could be a potential solution. But at the same time, like, I don't know if they'll let him run. Yeah, I don't know. 
uh, it, he's not expelled with Brun Carvalho, right? He was just suspended for he, a year or something like he's that. He's not expelled, but I don't like. Let's just say there's an assemblée générale in 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 December to to determine, you know. And oh, then we, really? Uh, no, let's just say if if there was oh, okay, in okay, the next okay, like six you. months, and you know, we have a first one, we agree that we need new elections, then we have a, another one, and in six months we're voting again. It's like, is is Vieta really going to be allowed to be on the ballot? And then, sure. like, is a ballot of, I mean. Let's just say everyone that ran last time runs again, and we have to choose from those. Like, and let's just say, for argument's sake, Bandito is not an option. Like, imagine choosing from those other seven, like who the new president is. Like, I'd rather fucking like chop my pinky off than than vote for any of those clowns. You know, it's just like, yeah. which croquette do you think will fuck us more the least? <laughs> and that's like not that's not the choice that I want to be you know, having, you know, so, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know what we need, but we need, uh, yeah, we need to get, we needed someone to, to kind of rise or, or, you know, kind of have a a populist wave kind of, you know, preach, bring the power back to the saucers, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, and it's not like our, like, cause we've gotten friendlier with George Menz, obviously again, and it's like, oh, so now that we're friendlier with George Menz, we can sign Hesse. It's like having a relationship with that guy hasn't panned anything out. And we sold Thierry Correa for, for $12 million. It's like having a relationship with that guy hasn't really even brought us anything, you know? So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I think things are going to get worse before they get better. So everyone better buckle up because this is, this is the beginning. This isn't the end of it. This is the beginning of it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyways, let's go to a quick little preview before signing off here. I didn't realize how much time we've uh, talked for now. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, next game is against Riwav for Tasa de Liga. It is at home. Uh, last time we played Riwav was at home, and we lost 3-2 on uh, three crazy penalties. Um, prediction, Nando, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Uh, if, if the same coach is there, which is going to be, yeah. um, then we don't win. I don't think we'll win. I think we'll tie. Simple as that. 1-1. One, 1-1. One. One, one. How about you, Chris? Yeah, a, a toothless draw sounds about right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I feel like we're going to win. I, I'll say a 2-1 win, but wouldn't it be, wouldn't, it be, um, wouldn't it be surprised if we lost or tied. And then on the next league game is also another Monday night uh, against Disputif de Jabs, where we'll come against the um, Agusti Nasu. Um, which now that I think about it would be an interesting little uh, little uh, pickup, really, um, if we do think about him. But anyways, they will um, bring him back. They will not bring him back. Oh right, right, right. I forgot about re- recent history. My bad. Yeah, you're right. Um, Christian, what are your thoughts on on these against Sporting? All right, so they currently sit in the basement right now with yep. one win and five losses. Um, it is a decent opportunity. To get a result under our belt again, we'll have Bruno Fernandes back. Um, I think we win one nothing. And Nando, I think we'll win some bullshit on goal, maybe going our way. One zero. I'm gonna go with a two two draw. Um, well, who 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 will coach that game? <laughs> Ponce. We'll yeah. co- we'll it's on Monday. On Thursday. On Thursday, it's definitely Ponte. 
on Monday? That's a great question. I don't know. Let's just say we don't win on Thursday. There's no way Punt's coaches on Monday. So who the fuck will coach that game? <laughs> Fernandez. Fernandez will <laughs> Manuel Fernandes. <laughs> well, Apparently, Tiago Fernandes was sending um, people on Instagram a video of him on uh, at Arsenal or some shit. I don't know if you guys seen that or not. I did see that. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, he's like he coaches a team, man. He's a he's a coach's estudio. I mean, why are you like yeah, hitting people, random fans DMs up, like? Yeah. Or, or why are you replying to random fans DMs is is the better question. Yeah, and it wasn't even about him. It was like someone was like, or someone was like, Daniel Bragança scored or whatever. Yeah. Oh Daniel yeah, Bragança. yeah. What's that? Sorry. Daniel Bragança scored, and then he sends back the video of him like celebrating his nil nil draw. It doesn't even really make sense fully, but yeah, weird. Whatever. Uh, he's also not the answer, by the way. No, please, dear God. Anyways, um, anyways, guys, that was podcast fifty-four. Um, we'll see you guys soon, hopefully for uh, for uh, the next two games. Um, thank you, everybody, for for bringing in your comments. Um, thank you for uh, following us on Twitter. Of course, follow us on Instagram at Sparty One Sixty AN. Um, and um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you next. And, um, I mean, I, I, I usually see about Spartan here, but, uh, I, I just want, I just want Spartan to be alive, you know, like, <laughs> Viva Spartan like sad. Yeah. <laughs> I was just about to say. Varandas. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the, what's the thing? Uh, Yo, Varandas. No, the other one. Varandas. Cabrão. Uh, something. Dimissão. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We should Ciao, just make guys. a video where we all find them all out. All right. See you yeah. guys. <laughs>